Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, we let you know how to get rich even if you're dead, and we learn where Osama bin Laden has been hiding. Stay tuned for episode 74. Let's go fishing for panties. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a bunch of jokes? Sure. Great. You know, when I was young, I used to pray for a bike, but then I realized that, you know, God doesn't really work that way, so I stole a bike and I, I prayed for forgiveness. A woman walks up to a guy in a blue bathing suit and says, Did you know your eyes match your swim trunks? Oh, really? Why? Are my eyes bulging? Two muffins were baking in an oven, and one muffin turns to the other and says, Holy shit, it's hot in here. The other muffin says, Holy shit, a talking muffin. You know, there was that reporter that was interviewing a 104 year old woman, and he says to her, And what do you think is the best thing about being 104? And of course she says, No peer pressure. Then there was the man who entered a local papers pun contest. He sent in 10 different puns in the hopes that at least one of the puns would win. Unfortunately, no pun in 10 did. <laughs> No pun intended. I like that one. Okay, and that's, there you go. That's our festival of jokes. All right. Wow, right here on Planet Japan, episode 74. Mm. Welcome, everyone, back to the fun and festivities. I'm Amy Mu Chavez. I'm Doug DeLong. Welcome back to Planet well, Japan. Welcome back to you. Nice to see you again after a, a long week. Uh huh. <laughs> awesome. Indeed. Also, the other thing we want to,、uh, you know, Get excited about is ready? Cue the music. Happy days are here again. The Democrats. Have cleaned the clocks of the Republicans. Oh, yeah, yeah. baby. They opened a can of whoop ass on the Republicans. <laughs> really? They took control of the Senate and the House. Yeah. And everybody, the, the nation has been saved from the, from the catastrophe that, that, that has been in the making for the past six years. Well, we'll see anyway. We'll see, yeah.、Mm -hmm. Not only that, the Donald has been asked to leave Donald Duck. the building.、Mm -hmm. Mr. Rumsfeld. Mm -hmm. I said, Your services will no longer be required. You've screwed things up just fine. Please go home. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara, Donald. We'll, we'll miss all his little sayings, like、uh, his known knowns and unknown knowns and known unknowns and all those things. Yeah, he was fun for about five minutes, and then he just <laughs> became a total catastrophe. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, we're happy. Happy days are here again. Here come the Democrats. Let the investigations. Begin. Save us. Sure. Save us from Bush. There was one little problem in, guess where? Florida. Oh, yeah. yeah. Surprise there, Big eh? Big surprise.、Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not exactly、uh, the fault of any of voting any, machine. Of any machine, just,、mm -hmm. the vault, uh, just the fault of one particularly idiotic person. Well,、uh, yeah. or senile. 
Now, apparently what happened is down there in uh, Miami, they received an absentee ballot. And, uh, of course, it had a stamp on it because, you know, you got to put a stamp on it. Mm -hmm. The only problem was this particular stamp was a very rare 1918 inverted Jenny stamp worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Well, he really believed in his candidate. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just slapped that stamp right there on on the uh, absentee ballot, sent it in. And um, uh, now I'm not sure how much value it loses now that it's been licked, licked and slapped <laughs> on a envelope and stamped. It's probably close to worthless, I would suspect. Mm-hmm. Unless it was a famous person who licked it. Then it would ah, have their saliva on it. If they do a be. DNA test, they could find out. Sure. Wouldn't you love to be the person, though, who, who did this and then saw the news article? Oh, my God, that was me. Yeah. I put that stamp on there. <laughs> yeah, like anyone would believe you, right? <laughs> anyway. Geez, that's that would be that'd be like losing a lottery ticket or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's sad. Yeah. So our condolences go out to the idiot who uh, who Indeed. did this down there in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, now that we've talked about losing all that money, we can we're going to talk about how our listeners can actually win money. All right. Oh, this is going to be fun. No. And it involves cows. Indeed. This is the best part. It's our brand new cow pie bingo game. Yay! Yay! Aww. Your, your moves are getting longer and longer <laughs> as we go along. Well, I'm getting happier and happier. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so um, the, the Cow Pie Bingo game is our brand new game. It starts right now. <gasps> All right. As we speak. All right. We're off and running. Mark your pasture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about the game uh, that is, is a real game that people play out in a cow pasture, and they mark off a bunch of squares in a grid. People bet on which grid the cow is going to take a crap on mm-hmm. and whatever square the cow craps on that person is the winner right they so, win not only the cow pie that is left there yeah. but some money too some money mm-hmm. yeah so we're gonna as soon as we find a cow that uh is willing to crap for us we're gonna go ahead and uh and do that and i have a whole herd of cows at home oh sure so i don't think this is going to be a problem so how this is going to work is we're going to put a link on the website at planetjapan.org just go over there and click, and you'll get a page that explains everything. It's very easy to play. We're going to just uh, have the numbers available in the grid. You choose the number or numbers that you would like to to play in the game. And each number is $10. Uh, yeah, it'll cost you a measly $10. Now, uh-huh. we're, we're doing this game to replace our donation system, to kind of generate more interest in the donation system. Mm-hmm. So even if you lose the game, you can still feel really good because you've donated to Planet Japan to help us continue on forever and ever. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to give away 30% of the money from the game to the winner. 70% then will be used to support Planet Japan. Yay. So, for example, if we got a million dollars in donations, then uh, the winner would receive $300,000. Wow! That's how it works. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Uh, We'll play a new game every month. So this one will be a little longer. We'll go to the end of December. All right. Sound good? Mm. Just click on the link on the website, planetjapan.org, and it's real easy to play. Just um, use PayPal, please, to to donate the money. And in the area where it says note? That's right. We'll have a special box there when you go to PayPal where you can leave a note. In that box, just leave the number or numbers that you wish to play in the game. Yeah, be sure to pick your lucky numbers. Mm-hmm. Each number is $10, so if you choose two or three numbers, just put the appropriate amount 
in the uh, amount box. Right. Yeah. Easy, fun, exciting. Mm, I'll say. Cow pie bingo. Yeah. We'd also like to remind people to subscribe to our new feed if you haven't done so yet. It's caused a lot of confusion for people because we had to change our, our feed. Just go to planetjapan.org. There's an iTunes subscribe button right there that'll let you subscribe directly to the new feed through iTunes. Or we also have listed the new feed. You can just uh, copy and paste that into a podcatcher of your choice, and you're ready to go. All right. Or other option, just go to the website and listen from there. Mm -hmm. But subscribing is very convenient. Okay, I think that's all the business we have to take care of. So what's up on the agenda for today? What are we going to bring to people's attentions to make their lives better? Well, have you ever thought about making money after you're dead? I'm looking forward to it because I'm not doing a very good job of it while I'm alive. Well, apparently some people make more money when they're dead. Get out of here. Yeah, maybe we're our problem is that we're living. That that could be it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, according to Forbes.com website, the highest paid dead celebrity is, who do you think? I would say it's uh, normally been Elvis Presley, hasn't it? Absolutely, you sure. are right, except for this year. Kurt Cobain has pushed him out of first place. Now, second place came in Elvis, of course. And then third place was Charles Schultz, who recently died. Well, five years ago or so. <laughs> <laughs> the Peanuts guy. Yeah. Yeah. And after Schultz comes John Lennon. I'm surprised, I'm surprised John Lennon is not higher on the list. Yeah. Well, he only made a mere $24 million Oh, is that all? This year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then after him... Close behind was Albert Einstein. Is he dead? <laughs> Apparently. Really? Gosh, I didn't realize it either. Actually, Elvis slipped to number two for the first time since 2001. Not bad for a guy who's been dead 30 years. No, but you know, it's got to depress him a little bit to know that he's not number one anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you work you work hard at being dead for 30 years and suddenly you're not number one anymore. Mm, surely. Yeah, it's not good. But I think since Koizumi went to visit him, his grave this year, mm. you know, that uh, that'll bring him back up to number one. I hope so. Yeah. I think I, what our listeners have to do is go out and buy more Elvis stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck to all our uh, dead celebrities and uh, glad to know that they're still raking in the bucks. Yeah. That's nice. Well, actually, did you know you don't even need to have existed at all to make a hell of a lot of money? Oh, really? Yeah. According to the a new book that's out, it's called The 101 Most Influential People Who Never Lived. For example. Okay. The most famous man who never lived is the Marlboro Man. Ah. Aha. Uh -huh. So you mean the Marlboro Man was not a real man? Now, hmm. Where did they get that image, eh? If he wasn't a real man. Was it was the idea of the Marlboro Man. Mm-hmm. And all those people who were smoking Marlboros, thinking that they looked like the Marlboro Man, have been deceived. Ah. He wasn't real. He was a woman. Well, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, but he's been around since the 1950s, so. Yeah. And he never got older. You know, I heard the actor that portrayed him in the commercials died of, guess what, lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and number two on the list went to George Orwell's 1984 Big Brother. Oh, Big Brother. Yeah. Oh, scary guy. Mm. Yeah. Luckily, though, he's returned to America. He certainly has. Yeah, he never really, <laughs> never really died. No. Mm -mm. No, he's back. Yeah. And uh, following Big Brother is King Arthur. Ah, sure. King Arthur, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And you're never going to guess who's number four. Elvis Presley. (laughs) (laughs) Almost as bad because, I mean, how can I say this guy never existed? Santa Claus. Oh, that's not, yeah. Something's wrong. There must have been a typo. Yeah. Yeah. What about God? Is God on the list? (laughs) (laughs) No? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Um, And then, coming in at number 43 was Barbie. Barbie. Can you believe that? The Barbie doll. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe she never lived. Come on. No, she was was about as real as you. I mean, I was Barbie. I was Ken, I guess, then. Yeah, I took her body anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, hmm. (laughs) yeah. Uh And then the Loch Ness Monster got number 56. Oh, well, congratulations. does sound like an interesting book. So these, these are the most influential people or monsters that ever lived. Never lived. That never lived. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay. the Loch Ness Monster continues to be the biggest tourist attraction for Scotland. Really? Wow. Okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Get dead or get unreal. The surefire way to success. In this life or in the afterlife. Today I'd like to tell you about uh, panty thieves. Oh, the panty thieves in Japan. Yes, yeah. It's, it's quite the trend. They're starting to videotape their forays. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Put them on the internet. Uh, well, right, and even DVDs now. Oh, DVDs. Yeah, I wonder oh what God. the latest hit is. It's an explosion of panty thievery. It is. <laughs> well, they're really taking this to new heights now, these panty thieves. And Indeed. they are, you know, rampant. I've had my own panties stolen. As have I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost believed you. <laughs> well, women panty uh-huh. thieves now, yeah. you know. It's women, the crime is increasing for women. You know, women yeah. criminals. I, I have to say, guard so. my boxers with uh, with a boxer, a dog, an actual boxer dog. Uh-huh. He guards my boxers. I see. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. So we've got um, this one guy, okay, who they uncovered over 2,500 panties from his apartment. Well, that's prolific. Well, I would say he had been at it for, a, you know, about a decade. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's committed. He's dedicated. He is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this guy must have had a lot of free time. I guess so. And he even used them to stuff his mattress. <laughs> and he was sleeping on them. Okay, now that's a little weird. Well, you got to do something with them, right? That's you may as well little, get creative. That's a little odd. I mean, you can't wear 2,500 panties. So, no. Well, yeah. you could try. Well, he probably did. I'm sure he's <laughs> done lots of things with them. And the way he used to get them, though, you got to wonder, right? Yeah, sure. Well, he would use a fishing pole. Fishing for panties. Right, with a hook, and then he would cast wow. it over the veranda <laughs> really? or into someone's yard and hook him and get him off. You know, I could I could see that being a new reality TV show, hmm. Fishing for Panties, yeah. Well, when you think about it, like, you know, some of the, I, I don't know if you do any fishing or not, but um, some of the fish hooks, like, there will be a line with, like, ten hooks on it. Oh, yeah. So think of all of the panty snatching you could wow. do with that, ten at a time. Panties galore. Wasn't she a, a Bond girl? Now, sometimes they'll even go and break into women's houses to get them, right? But if they do that, they kind of stalk the woman beforehand because uh, they want to make sure she's attractive. Oh, I see. They don't want just, you know, any woman's panties. No. It's got to be a beautiful <clears throat> woman's panties. Sure. Now they're even uh, posting their photos of their plunder on websites. So, women, if you've lost some panties recently, you can get on the website and claim them back. Hey, those are my panties. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want my panties back. Mm-hmm. So wow. everything you never wanted to know about panty thieving. Panty thievery. On the rise in Japan. An alarming trend. Well, there you go. Women, guard your panties. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for a cowtail? 
Yeah, what's happening there? All right. Well, actually, several people did send me this story about a cow that you can steer. Indeed. You just jump on the back and grab the horns and... Well, not exactly. It all started with in Chile, right, with this taxi driver. Mm-hmm. And he kept getting robbed. I see. And so he's trying to search for a good solution. And, of course, he turned to cows. Whenever Make, you have yeah. a problem, you should turn to cows. Makes sense to me. He upholstered his car's interior with white and black spotted cowhide. Ah, to make his taxi look like a cow. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. And he even did the steering wheel, the ceiling inside the car. Mm -hmm. And then he had stuffed toy cows inside, and he added, you know, a horn that moves. Of course. You know, a a car horn that moves. Right. Does he serve hamburgers? Ah, now that's a good question. To his customers? Well, apparently... You know, because now it's it really stands out. No one wants to rob him, right? But the customers keep coming back because, of course, as everyone knows, everyone loves cows. Oh, yeah. So they keep coming back and requesting his taxi. Yeah, give me the cow taxi, please. Yeah, so it's been a real cash cow for him. There you go. And, um, yeah, now they're thinking of making, like, other animals, you know, like taxis as tigers and uh-huh. lions and stuff. A cockroach taxi, perhaps. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, that's what you would send, you know, some of your uh, colleagues home in. Yeah. Yeah? Indeed. Mm. <laughs> mm. A cow taxi. Isn't that great? Well, that's different. Yeah. I, I don't know if I call it wonderful. great. It's, it's different. It's mooful. Yeah. And thanks to all of you who sent me this. There were several people, and I'd like to send all of them a moo. Ready? Okay. Mom. Well, now that we've explored the wonderful world of cow tales, it's time once again to enter the interesting world of Dick of the Week, where we explore the very best in dickery from around the world. Well, the Dick of the Week this week is Osama bin Laden. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, boy, it couldn't be more appropriate. Oh, he's a dick, all right. Oh, yeah. But no, actually, it's not Osama bin Laden, even though he is a dick. It's somebody who was pretending to be. Osama bin Laden. Oh, my God. You're kidding. Yeah. Who would do that? An attorney from Maine, as it turns out. (laughs) Well, of course. (laughs) An attorney. I see. Now, this is the same attorney who um, released information in 2000 about our so-called president's uh, drunken driving conviction. Do you remember that? Right before the election. Mm -hmm. Big news story. Oh, guess what? Bush was uh, arrested for drunken driving back in the day. But apparently on Tuesday, he was uh, arrested because he had dressed up to look like Osama bin Laden and George wa- Bush? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm thinking probably not George Bush. Oh, yeah. sorry. But the attorney mm-hmm. dressed up like Osama bin Laden and had a fake gun that he was he was waving around in traffic. Now I'm not sure, but I'm guessing it might have been Halloween. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, maybe pro- half the population was probably dressed up like Osama bin Laden on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. They probably had to call off all the searches for Osama bin Laden on that night. That's right. But apparently the police arrested him and charged him with criminal threatening. He was released on bail, however. Hmm. So, a bale of hay? A bale of hay. Or straw. Yeah, one of those. Hmm. Wow. So there you go. Uh, yeah, probably if you, if you don't want to get in trouble, you probably shouldn't uh, pretend to be Osama bin Laden and wave a gun around. Yeah. If now, you want to be even even bigger dick, then just be Osama bin the Laden himself. The actual Osama, yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, there's no real proof that this guy was not Osama bin Laden. Aha. Uh-huh. It would have been a very clever ruse on Osama's part to 
to pretend to be himself. an attorney. But ah, in reality, he mm-hmm. was really the famous Osama bin Laden. Do you ever think that Osama bin Laden looks a little bit like Abraham Lincoln? Uh, no. I think so. Abraham Lincoln's beard was a little shorter, but they were both, you know, tall and gaunt, and I think they might have been the same person in a different life. I don't know. Like evil twin brothers or something. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. a good brother and an evil brother mm-hmm. twin thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. I'm just musing. Muse. <laughs> so there you go. That's this week's Dick of the Week. Now, of course, if any of our listeners have uh, someone they know of that they would like to nominate for Dick of the Week, we would be happy to consider it. You can send those dicks to <laughs> planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. And, of course, the website of the world's most famous podcast, planetjapan.org. Hello Kitty's getting together with someone. Oh, I heard about that. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hello Kitty that ubiquitous mouthless cat. She is teaming up with America's Blue. Blue. He's the puzzle-solving dog Blue. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, those two are getting together. To have uh, some sort of uh, illicit sex. You know, I would really hope not because, boy, those would be ugly children. <laughs> Half Hello Kitty. I mean, Blue is really cute, but uh-huh. mm, I don't know. So what are they teaming up to do? Well. Exactly. Actually, they're not teaming up. They're creating a partnership. Ah. So this, you know, is kind of like an open relationship where they're not really going to put titles on each other. You know, not girlfriend, not boyfriend, not, you know. Husband, not wife, but uh-huh. partner. They're partners. Uh, they're partners. Yeah. They're living in sin? Well, it appears that they're not, way. I they're think not really married, are they? I think they're just showing the same doghouse. Man, that's just, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If you're under 15, you shouldn't be listening to this stuff. Well, okay. Yeah. Now, the other thing is that they've actually been paired together. They didn't choose each other. Kind of like an omiai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've actually been... Put together because their styles are similar. <laughs> Except the dog has a mouth. Except one's a dog and one's a cat. Yeah. I mean, you know, I see some basic differences here. <laughs> Species, for example. Indeed. Blue's creator was influenced by Hello Kitty. Oh, really? Yeah. So he stole the idea for the dog from the cat. Well, he was inspired by inspired. Hello Kitty. Inspired. That's much nicer. I don't see how nicer. that could happen, but yeah. Much nicer than saying you stole the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Blue's Clues. So Blue and and Hello Kitty, back together again. They're an item. Wow. Back together. They were never together in the first place. I know. I'm just trying to confuse people. (laughs) Yeah, you're confusing me. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what they produce, so to speak. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they indeed do come up with some offspring at some point. Yeah, and I'm sure that um, many of our listeners will be far more up on this than we will. So Mm -hmm. do send us any news about the... uh, Partners. The partnership. Uh, should you hear any? Sure. And let us know. We're very interested in this, uh, how this relationship is going to work out. Cannot get enough of Hello Kitty. Yeah. You just got to love her. I don't think they'd be allowed to marry anyway in America. You know, a dog and a cat. I know. No, they're working on that whole constitutional, you know, the, the ban on, uh, yeah. on cat and dog marriage. Ah, maybe in San Francisco, you know. Yeah, well, maybe there it, it would be all know? right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't uh, know. Yeah. It's tough for these guys, you Indeed. know. Indeed, mm-hmm. yeah. Good luck well, to them. Yeah, best of luck, really. Oh, we have a new segment. It's time for Nihongo 
Agogo. Agogo. Nihongo Agogo. Nihongo Agogo. <laughs> I like the sound of it. Where we bring to you the most interesting and fascinating tidbits from the Japanese language. Now, I'm going to teach you some real Japanese here. That's better than that fake Japanese stuff. That's right. Yeah. Like textbook Japanese. Sure. Ugh. These are things that people actually say when speaking Japanese. Now, if you've ever watched a TV program in Japan that is based on cooking, when it gets to the point where you have to taste the food, mm -hmm. what does the person always say? Oishi. Oishi. Yeah, yeah. Which means delicious. Sure. Yeah. Now, of course, people do use oishi a lot, but mm -hmm. actually, there's another word that is also often used that you never read about in the textbooks. Oh, and really? And it's umai. 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 Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, umai. my. Mm. Umai. And then, if you <laughs> want to put a little bit of uh, Okayama dialect in it, you say ume. And then uh, another word that we kind of use that same ending with here in Okayama is, for example, the word sugoi. Ah, sure. Which means great, fantastic, good. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it's so overused. It's used all the time, All constantly. the time. Sugoi, yeah. like, wow. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you, but if you want to put a little bit of Okayama dialect in it, you just say, suge. <laughs> suge, it's so, it's so gay. It's so gay. <laughs> suge, right? So, ume. Uh-huh. Suge. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You're sounding natural in Japanese already. You can sound like a, an actual Okayama person. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's this week's Nihongo a Gogo. Mo. Maybe it's Nihongo a Momo. Uh, no. You know, it's time to go because, you know why? Because we're just really tired. And I'm really hungry. It's late at night, and we're hungry, and we're tired, and, and we've, we've, we're just about fed up with, no. with everything. <laughs> I'm not fed up. I'm We're fed underfed. up with the whole situation. Right. Yeah. But thanks, everyone, for listening once again to another exciting edition of Planet Japan. We obviously will be back here next week unless uh, something horrible happens. Yeah. It's, it was great to have you with us. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. And we're going to close out the show tonight with one of my favorite singers, Mr. Peter Toe, and a brand new song called Sweaty Night which uh, was featured on my grand finale, Cream of the Crop show. If you haven't had a chance to listen, go on over to creamofthecrop.cc and then vote for your favorite artist. Okay, thanks, everyone. Take Sayonara. care. Bye-bye.
see my baby 